Okay, Jordan Columbus to Miami. Well, I just deleted the last three recordings that I made because they were too fucking boring. This one's probably boring too. depressing it's gonna be 60 degrees and about probably like 65 now it's gonna be getting colder in the next couple hours 2 a.m. I lost my shirt I lost my plaid shirt I'm pretty sure I every time I drink vodka it's like I always lose something and I, I think I put my shirt on my left hip in the chair at the mall and outside and they didn't notice it was gone until eight hours later so it's like am I going to go to lots of found <laughs> I mean it's a nice shirt it was triple extra large and four extra large favorite shirt you know kind of thick thick lumberjack type nice cotton material just lost it, just left it there. I just left it right on that chair. I just had to leave it on that chair. I didn't even notice it. Now I do have my winter type coat and I can put on the outer type coat. Probably I will do that here right now because it's cold. Now it's my pillow. So now I'm down to my rain suit in the bag. Vortex rain suit in the bag. It's my pillow, and that's not necessarily soft. So, but gotta put on. Oh gosh, I'm so I've been pretty lucky about things. You know, I think about all the things I could have got wet and got moldy or this and that. And I actually left this jet. I this is this is one of the coolest things ever. It's a, I left this outer coat hanging from during the winter, during the summer season, the rainy season, to <laughs> <So> just <laughs> basically I hung it. I hung it and I kind of zipped it and I hung it on a tree out in the jungle. I call it the jungle. It's just a natural area, preserve area. And thinking, assuming that somebody would steal it or grab it or maybe some conservation officer would actually take it. Just sitting there and nobody did. And it was just, I left it there for a month. Months. And it would rain on and dry and rain on and dry because it started to get some moldy smell on it. I mean, that's why I hung it, and I think I was just abandoning it. And, but the thing is, it would get wet. It would dry. It would get wet. It would dry. It would get wet. The out, outer parts, wet and dry, and, and the inner parts stayed pretty, pretty, you know, clean. Didn't, I, God, I got lucky. And then, and I grab it, it's like, oh, this is still here, and I smell it, and it doesn't smell like mold anymore. So I washed it. I washed it up by just hanging it on a tree. And let the rain... Yeah, it rains a lot in rainy season. And, and it's... See, it doesn't smell bad. It's the... So, 
Yeah, so I'd lose my really nice shirt, but I somehow gained back my abandoned outer coat. It's Like I said, it's going to be like 60 degrees, 55 degrees tonight, supposedly. It's the coldest night of the year, or in a year, in a year. So just drinking some booze. Uh, this is home as a drunk, and I was begging for money. Because every Sunday morning, it's very easy. From about 9 a.m., an hour and 10 minutes, I got $24. And then the last one was, a, the last of that 24 was, uh guy gave me a 10 spot. Just very nice guy. All the rest were ones and some change. And it's like my sign is so perfect. And, I, and it's my spot. And it's my corner. There's somebody. No, it's not. That's my imagination. Okay. Martin Luther King Jr. Day was today. Went by pretty fast. I've been watching TV shows, um, The Expanse, and Sex Education from Great Britain, and... Looking forward to Picard. It's going to be Thursday, and today, tomorrow will be Tuesday. So the library opens at 11:30. So we got plenty of time once again. Do I want to wait till 10 a.m. to go to the mall, see if they have a lost and found, to see if I get my shirt back? It's like, well, I just left it on the. It's like a soft chair next to the power station there's three power stations at the mall it's an outdoor mall and there's like three power stations where you can sit next to it and plug in your phone or whatever and i plugged in and for a long time and i i just know i i i think i remember now just taking that shirt and putting it on my left thigh and just but then i forgot because i was just cleaning out my bag or grabbing something else from my bag and Who would turn that in? I, I mean, security, you turn security, so, you know, somebody would just leave the shirt or just toss it or trash it. It's a good, it's a good shirt. I mean, that was a fucking $45 shirt. Originally. Long sleeves, lumberjack type shirt, cotton, thick, keeps you warm. Makes you look slightly less fat. But I got the outer coat and I just put on and I, I said it. It's going to get five degrees colder. Whatever the forecast says, it's always five degrees lower. And the thing is also about the rain, it's always, they predict more rain than you're actually going to get. But fuck, it rains here a lot. It, it just... You could just pour. There's nothing in the sky. It's at zero percent all night, five percent at the most, and icy stars. So the moon's been the moon is getting. I don't know. I can see the moon. The moon's probably straight out on top of me somewhere. This time of night, yeah. I see probably Venus and. 
without glasses. I probably see Venus and one star. If I put my glasses on, I my glasses. Where's my glasses? Okay, this is the thing, the thing, like I said, I can lose my shirt. I cannot lose my glasses. Although I eventually will, maybe. Use my billfold, which I occasionally might. Don't want to. Lose my pocket. Lose the phone. Can't record this. The cords to the phone. Yeah, this light behind me, behind this fence, it's like, I'm in the shade of, the, of this light, but this wasn't here before. This light wasn't on before, so somebody was doing maintenance behind me in this kind of an alley behind the fence of, between the park and the kind of the industrial type area, which is not, it's totally abandoned. There's nobody fucking around here. It's, this, is, this is why, it's okay. Homeless people like me don't want to be around homeless people because homeless people are crazy and they're drunk and they're wacko. Am I crazy wacko? No, I'm crazy normal. I know how to respond to crazy wacko. I mean, how many times have I been approached by people asking me for money? Or, which I don't have, and, and or I just, but I've been so gifted that I'm so lucky that some people just give. There's some people who, very few, but it's still, there are a lot of, there are people who just give out of, just out of their heart without even holding a sign up. Holding a sign up means on average, I've, I've calculated it because I know the best times of the day and my spot. It's, it's a street that I don't abuse it at all. I just basically, sometimes I just want $3 to get a bottle of wine, cheap bottle of wine. And then, and then I just leave within half hour or whatever. But it's average is about $3 every half hour on a just basic day. But on a Friday night or a Sunday morning... It's like double on average. I mean, Sunday I started about 9 a.m. and I said, well, I just, well, I'm gonna get $12 so I get a bottle of vodka because that's makes, that takes care of Sunday and Monday. And then I wind up with $24, so that takes care of Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. But alcohol affects your cold level. It's like it's going to be colder. I feel like I'm shaking now, even though i got my overcoat on now. and missing my lumberjack shirt, which would have been in between here if I didn't lose it. You always lose something when you're drunk. I left my plate. I left my orange plate with some really good veggies on it. 
And I came back to the park uh, 24 hours later. It was still fucking sitting there, right by the grill. It's like, oh God. Of course, I couldn't. The veggies weren't any good anymore. But I got my plate back. Uh, didn't even notice it was gone. See, that's the fucking thing with the vodka. It's like, yeah, I do. I do have mini blackouts. It's like you skip ahead. Better just with just a bottle of wine in the evening, you know, just a bottle of wine in the evening and then equivalent of five and a half beers for a bottle of 750 milliliter for three dollars and sixteen cents. Now I gotta take a piss. Okay, well, summarize my previous three recordings. Fuck. I cannot save money. Every money, every ounce that I have has to be spent. I just, that is something... I have never been able to save money. That's... I think I'm so responsible about money, but I'm... But I'm irresponsible because I'm a drunk and I basically have always prioritized buying, having money for booze. I mean, I'd like to get a pair of... The thing is, I I can't buy Walmart shoes. They only go up to size 14. I, even the, the, the famous footwear I bought... It was on sale. It was $15 for these cheap little tennis shoes, and they were still tight. Size 15. They were still tight. And one step in the one, one step into one little spot, which thought was maybe a quarter of an inch of water, wound up to be three inches of water, and they were ruined. Because they stake. I said I got the waterproof boots, which which probably broke my toe, which felt slightly better today. Moved around the pad. The pad has a fucking hole in it. I'd have to get I'd have to get eighty dollars Skechers, pretty much. Order them from a food from a regular store. Which would cost me four fifty to get there and back, you know, whatever, wherever the store is, like a regular tennis shoe store that would sell me a fifteen size fifteen or sixteen with triple extra wide or whatever, and then I have to get that leather spray to spray them, keep them waterproof. Shit, you walk through grass it takes five seconds every morning. At least these boots keep my feet dry and shit. Now that I go to a dollar store, it's like if, if I have an extra dollar, I'll just buy an extra pair of socks because I get it's like I could do laundry, but I'd rather buy boots. But it costs me like five fifty to do my laundry, and I have to walk a mile to go down. In fact, from right here, this part's two miles down highway south. And 
library's one mile. I'm usually at the library area instead of here. I'm just at this park because it's, it's the weekend and they're closed on Martin Luther King Day. And today and today's Tuesday now. Tuesday really early in the morning. And so the library opens at 11.30, so I'm just going to mosey on that direction. I just changed my socks, you know. Last pair of clean socks. And that was a donation too. It's like this is the perfect thing. That this is what real conscientious people do. And I like this that they they, they, just, they have a prepackaged pack, like they have a zip bag they put behind their back seat. And I've seen it at least three times now, or for sure twice, but maybe three times. They pre-pack that they will give to homeless people. And this lady, well, the last time, was, I think it was in a big zip bag, uh, one pair of socks, a uh, little mini deodorant, toothbrush, toothpaste, of course. Unnecessary, because I already got that stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, granola bar. Oh, the, not this lady, but the previous lady also had a $1 bill in it, in the bag. <laughs> that actually made sense. You see, you, as a homeless guy in the suburbs, why, why? I don't want to be around other homeless people because they're, they're kind of crazy and they're not very nice and very selfish and... To the, to the point where sometimes I just hey I know I'm gonna get my knife, my steak knife, which I cut my tomatoes with. You know I'm gonna know where that is, and maybe I'll keep it handy. Cause I got robbed. I I ever said this I got robbed, and cause I just fell asleep at a bus stop once. And, didn't secure my backpack, and my backpack got stolen. And then, then I went to my billfold, offering some guys, and and they said they found my billfold, and they found my backpack, and they found my backpack with fucking nothing in it, except they didn't take my book. I got my backpack back, I got my book, and they didn't take my my rain jacket. They didn't know it was a Gore-Tex and pants worth $250. They didn't know about that. But they took everything else, everything else. Shaver, razor, everything, everything, everything. All my cords, two phones, two Wi-Fi phones that were working. The other phone, at least I had in my pocket, and the newer phone I had in my pocket. So I didn't lose that. Didn't, I whipped out my billfold and maybe gonna give him a reward, and he just grabbed my billfold and ran with his buddy. He's just like a black guy and his buddy, black guy is 22 or something. I can't run after them. Shit, lost $213 cash. So I had, and I actually kind of had a job at the time driving a van until that guy didn't want me anymore. And he knows that I'm homeless now. Because he's seen me, I've seen him. This is a businessman. I don't, I don't, I don't give a sh crap about him. 
It was never nice to me. It was never nice to me. He actually forgot one day. I, to me, he's, a, he's an unhappy married man. He might be a drunk himself. That's that's my opinion. Guess. I was actually outgoing and socializing, talkative. He's the one who was stuck up business-wise. Matters. He actually forgot a whole half day that I worked for him. He actually forgot an entire day, and, and I had to remind him, like, uh, "You owe me, you know, forty-five dollars. Uh, uh, did you notice that?" Or that's when I had texts on the phone. The phone it, it expired. My card expired on my phone, but the, the Wi-Fi still works, so and the phone still works. So, uh, you know, all I got is for nine one one calls and and for um, Wi-Fi. Oh, the other thing I mentioned is shit over Christmas or something. This one guy walked up to me and gave me one hundred forty-one dollars. I was just walking towards the park, not wanting to beg for money, not even not even holding a sign because he's because I look kind of homeless. I, I carry a couple packs sometimes. Right now, just one pack. But I carry bags sometimes with food usually. And looks like a Christian. Looks like a Christian guy. And I said, uh, "Thank you, Jesus." And I said, "I knew you were a Christian." Oh, I'm not a Christian or an atheist, but I didn't say that. It didn't matter. Gave me $141 in cash. And a week earlier, it was, the, it was uh, Thanksgiving. It was like, what is it? No, Black Friday. And then there's Internet Monday. And then Tuesday is like Giving Tuesday, apparently. And I didn't know it at the time. But this lady in this, old, this regular old Honda with junk in her back seat gave me a $100 bill. Just... Out of the blue. I mean, it was just. I mean, like I said, I'm lucky I get $1 donation averaging, you know, $3 every half hour on my spot. Which is my spot because nobody else does it and I don't stay there very long. I don't abuse the privilege. There are still 30,000 cars that go down that fucking street every day. 30,000, no, 3,000 maybe. But it's a long light, and they can't take right turns on red at that spot because the busway's there. And, and there's shade there based on the way the sun is. I've seen other homeless guys on on this corner occasionally, but not very often at all, but not on this street, this half quarter of the street. I This quarter of the street's better because also um, there's so many more apartments and, and middle-class, lower-class people, working-class people, cars, 
on this side of the street than the other side of the street. Because I was on the other side of the street a couple times. Rich people do not give to very few. Now, some do, but very few rich people with a Buick brand new. Okay, my definition of a, a rich person is a brand new Buick or higher. So any car that's new that's $50,000 or more. God, I can't believe how many fucking Range Rovers and Mercedes and shit that you used to see around here. It's definitely a lot fewer. A lot fewer. I mean, you got to share pickup trucks, but a lot fewer Fords and Chevys down here in Florida than there are in Nebraska, that's for sure. So basically donations is pretty much from just regular people, regular happy people. Happy people give give money away. Happy younger people. Older, unhappy people who maybe go to church don't give money. Well, maybe they give money to their church. Or maybe they just realize that they're $100,000 in debt or a million dollars in debt because of property values. I mean, shit, fuck. Why would you give money to a homeless person? There was an article that I looked up online because I would look up homeless, like, like, you know, homeless issues and this and that. It's like there was an article called Why You Should Just Give Directly to Homeless People Instead of Through Charities or This or That. Well, because that charity is run by a guy who's making fifty, sixty thousand 60000 a year. So how much of your... How much of your donation to a charity who has a CEO making $60,000 a year, you know, why don't just give the homeless guy a, a couple bucks, even if he's a drunk, or wants to just buy booze, well, if you're homeless, wouldn't you feel better if you were kind of some booze? Couple drinks? Yeah. You mean I gotta go to the. You mean that you, you tell me I gotta go to the homeless shelter? One guy actually, because occasionally, just very rarely, it's like three times. Well, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's one guy who offered me, oh, I'll be at McDonald's if you wanna. Chit chat or I don't know, a religious thing. And I actually talked to him later and I basically bam bammed him out because I was telling him how intelligent I was and how my master's degree and this and that. And fuck, he shut up. He actually gave me a buck in the toilet, in the bathroom, because he noticed me, because he recognized me, because he gave me a bag of potato chips once at Starbucks and he said, I don't know, he felt superior. I don't know, it didn't matter. And then I learned a little bit about him. He's like, he's working on this business like a strip mall or something or nice guy like I said he offered he, what well, it was nothing gay or anything about it I saw him at the uh, local Panera Bread it was kind of closer to this park and to the mall this area and then uh, yeah I got to kind of blow his mind out Talking, being outgoing, being social, it's like, shit, what's the fucking point of being outgoing and social? What's the fucking point to it? There's no point to it. 
Shut the... It doesn't matter. In a way, I shamed him. Because he thought I was just a pitiful drunk. But no, I'm an incredibly intelligent guy with a master's degree. Or guy who's saying he's got a master's degree. I do have a master's degree. You can't take that away from me. I have a photograph of the, I don't have the degree anymore. But so one time, a couple times, I, one time I was at a halfway house and got kicked out and were drinking and I didn't take all my stuff and they, when I came back, they all threw everything away within a day. I remember the guys were so programmed to it that I did my laundry at, at that place the one time and I had three pairs of jeans stolen. Three big huge pairs of jeans stolen. <laughs> right out of the right out of the dryer. And I got them back, but because I made noise. And <laughs> oh no, it was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a lot of written paperwork and stuff. Like I said, season three, four, and five, I'd already written it out of how I want to do my screenplay, The Four Loves. My TV show, The Four Loves, which, gosh, I still, I just have this imagination that I, I if I may, if I met somebody who was like some, or knew somebody who was in the, business of producing TV or something. I just know that my show would be totally unique and different and great. It would be different. It's, it's not a comedy, but there's humor, but it is, it is a drama. That's, I guess I guess it would be a period piece now because it took place in 2002. Why don't I just cut, throw in 9/11 in there and just make it a uh, 2001 instead of 2002? But so you can put some drama in that third season or whatever. But uh, I, I already did outlines for 14 TV shows and I started three screenplays now. Uh, it was just one screenplay and storylines and I uh, for uh, for the 28 other episodes or the 20 total episodes 14 14 seasons you just keep seeing it they could be for, for AMC or HBO or Showtime it has to, has to have swearing because kids with behavior problems swear that's how they set each other off so it has to be a lot of swearing allowed without the bleeps, so it's definitely not a Disney show. It has to be, can't be AMC even. It has to be HBO or Showtime because kids fucking swear. They just, God, that's how they set each other up. As a teacher of severely behavior disordered kids for many, 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 many years. I know how to set up programs. I know how I would write the script be a co the scripts aren't done because I divided up the original screenplay into like 
three scripts, but I also have a fourth script, which is just the, the fourth script is like the fourth or fifth episode of the season, and it's just total one shot of a one hour of a, of a kid going off, the girl that I imagined. These things fucking happened in real life. I could recreate it. I don't even need a script. I just tell people what to do. Okay, you're the kid who's, the kid is the most important thing. You're the kid who's totally freaking out, cussing each other, everybody out, making everybody go off, hell day, kind of at school, for an hour, and you're being therapeutic, physically restrained for like an hour, as you scream and yell, Causing all the other kids to go off too, the lower functioning kids, and the, the more live functioning kids laughing and giggling or whatever, less supervised because they're all the staff are so fucking busy. And Gary kicks, you know, kicks my staff's, one of my female staff's shit and breaks her leg. And he's just totally out of control. Pulls the hair of the real-life Celia, the character Montclair. Therapeutic physical restraints. I think it's that movie... Uh, what is it? I don't know what it is. 10W40. I don't know what it is. The Brie Larson movie about living in a... She was like a supervisor of like a treatment center. And I've done that job for like three years. So I've done that job. But I became a teacher at that treatment center. See, that's different. That's basically day hours. But summer's off. Great job, much better. That's why one of the reasons I went back to school to get my master's is maybe be a teacher and get summers off, which I did. I only had to work two summers out of ten, I think. But those two jobs, and then the other jobs are just regular school years. I think that movie, I don't remember the name of it. I don't have Wi-Fi, so I can't remember it. But um, Those are more high-functioning kids. And, so I work with more lower-functioning, but I work with high-functioning kids, too. And, in Chicago, there was like, this sociopath in Chicago that I added to my, one of my characters in my screenplay, in my script. It's like... I think I called him Kelly, and then I gave him a development. That was different. That was creation. How Kelly, who's intelligent, would just get therapeutic, physically restrained, and just lay there limp. Because he was in total control. He just lay there limp. 
and laugh. <laughs> Not struggle. The lower function kids are just like struggling out of control. Can't control themselves. They just laugh. One of the stories, it's, this is one of the 28, 29th little final episodes, at least what I outlined for my first two seasons of my TV show, The Four Loves. He just laughs. He's a sociopath. He's just a sociopath. He's just a sociopath. Of course he's not just a sociopath, but he's, he's in control. And laughs. He tried to therapeutic. Jerks his head. Like he, this is something, one thing I learned about the one job in Chicago that I had for eight months and one school year and it's like, and uh, the teacher aide said to me, because he jerked, he jerked at me once and I flinched a little bit. It's a natural little flinch, right? And he laughed. It's like he could jerk his head, like he was going to butthead me and then just laughed. But I, I flinched a little bit. And she saw that or something, or I mentioned it, I don't remember. She says, well, that, you know, that was a threatening gesture. You could, there, you could restrain him for that. I said, really? I mean, I mean, I never, I mean, the only times I've ever therapeutically restrained a kid was when they were basically trying to swing at me or assaulting another kid or trying to stab themselves or whatever. Well, that, you don't know. He, you know, that's an assaultive gesture. You could restrain him for that. And I, I actually thought about it. I, I had enough confidence. I was like, I, this, is that, this is after my two years long stance at treatment center in, in my own school. So the next time he flinched at me, I just took him down, right down, straight on the ground. And he did struggle. He was surprised. Well, I'm just lucky I'm large enough to do that. Because when he moved forward to flinch at me, I moved forward instead of backwards. He fucking threw him on the ground. And no, when I say fucking threw him on the ground, that's not what I did. Therapeutic physical restraint. It's a technique. Grab her arm around this way. Go around. It's, it's, it is complicated, but I did it enough times through the years to one-on-one -on -one put a child, a, a young person, adolescent, on the ground and facing her on their... Repeated physical restraint. And they, they have these techniques or something that, you know, certain holds that they, they, they showed in that movie, like I said, and I, I've seen it. And technically, it doesn't work that way. There's really only one way to really therapeutic take someone down it's like you put your arm in this direction you put your arm around and then you have to surprise them and you got to do it fast and then i can just roll right on this kid with no weight pretty much and safely put them on the ground face down and hold them in a certain position now if it's a real struggler or a wrestler Shit, you need somebody to hold their legs too, kind of. But that's that doesn't necessarily happens all the time. Okay, so the fantasy is 
I want to I just want I'm thinking Adam Driver would be a great he could play me perfectly because he has a big nose I got a big nose you know out of the blue not if he wasn't such a great actor great movie star now Star Wars and the other movie he got nominated for and um which I saw fast forwarding through the second half <laughs> but sad movie about divorce and he could play me he could play me he's about the perfect age to play me 20 years ago and and it would it, it, it the, the lead female would would be a young Winona Ryder type Christian Kristen Stewart, younger type, medium length, black hair type, unknown, basically, I would prefer, who's going to become a star. And then, of course, Scarlett Johansson as Kim, my my special person. Actually, yeah, I already foresaw Scarlett Johansson as being Kim who later in third, fourth season falls in love with Paul as a fantasy. Paul Coper, the teacher, the main character. But that's in the third, fourth season. It's not in the... So Kim is a minor character in the first two seasons, but who becomes a lead character. Whereas the Kristen Stewart type young girl is a lead in the first two seasons. She's not a lead in the third, fourth, fifth season because things fucking change. And it moves from the rural school district to a black inner city school district. And the idea is that it's rural Kansas that becomes, you know, Kansas City, Missouri proper, inner city, black. It changes because... I have the cliffhanger that it's not written down, but I have the cliffhanger of the of the, of the second season. It, it, God, it, it is a big one. It's a big, two big cliffhangers. Well, one is a real nice one that was introduced to the new character Jay Nixon, who I used to work with, and so we get flashbacks of me and Jay Nixon back in the previous school district, in which she taught me as a teacher's aide, and we co-taught PE and. We're so competitive. We were just so much fun, and she she moved. She had to move. They, the principal had to move her to the teacher who wasn't doing it quite as well. Um, and I got the worst teacher's aid, but but she wasn't the worst because I was the best. I I turned out to be the best teacher in a way, but I was arrogant in my first stint because I had to share. But when I, my second step, I, I was in charge. And I had 12 full-time employees and I had five or six temp employees, part-time employees who I'd work every day because I'd want pretty much one-on-one -on -one staff to the point where we had 23 kids and, I don't know, 15 staff on a daily basis. and. And of course, it's core four, the core four kids. 
who were definitely displayed in this screenplay didn't show much growth but you learn a lot about what happened to them when they were younger and that as I read their files and then I stopped reading the files after I read their files because we were dealt the cards we were dealt and that's the name of the pilot or it's one of the, no it's I changed it I moved I moved it I, I took the huge screenplay was too big and too I divided it out into three parts so it's like a, it's like a division so I got three screenplays that I'm working on and and the one that I don't need to do a screenplay on is just basically one shot one hour and then I got so that's four so then there's 24 storylines about a page no no double space just page long episodes of what really happened and a lot of fucking dramatic things half half totally true and some made up and being creative and Getting a little colder, but I'm gonna take a piss and I'm gonna drink some more. And I want to watch uh, the next episode of The Expanse, season two. I think I'm at episode five. I think interesting sci-fi show, definitely drama. Man, that was pretty intense there.